This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Just a heads up that we will be talking about legal issues today. None of it is to be considered legal advice. If you do require legal advice, though, please seek it from the appropriate sources. Welcome to Babes Listen. You're joined by your hosts, Nat and Jess. Two fitness professionals from New Zealand authentically talking everything health and wellness. You're welcome. Hello, welcome back to another episode. And this one is Spithal. I don't know why I just did it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Spithal. Special, um, no, just to translate. Sp- well, I used to have a lisp when I was younger. What happened to it? I went to like um, language therapy, I think it yeah, is that what it's called? Speech yeah, speech, yeah, speech what therapy. Kind of, what kind of lisp? Um, I think it was my S's. Lips. But do you know what? I think I went twice and then I asked my mum to never go again. You're like, I'll fix it it myself. (laughs) I would just, I really didn't lay the person. I can't remember. But you know how kids are just a bit odd. But anyway, we've got a very (laughs) special guest and her name is Lily. You might have already heard a a different voice. Um, Lily, tell us a little bit about yourself, if you want. Well, yes, I'm Lily. Um, And I, well, I met Nat through PT at the gym. We've known each other for a while now. Yeah, I've PG'd her for many years. How many years? Mm-hmm. It, was almost, it was almost four by the time you finished. Wow. So I stopped yeah. right before our anniversary because I'm rude like that. But Lily, we made up for brunch. Had you had a personal trainer before Nat? Or that was I had. First a, oh, I had actually. Yes. Oh, um, I didn't. I don't remember that. I've definitely. It's been that long. <laughs> it's been that long. Um, I had, but. Um, Gave it another go with Nat, and it was obviously life changing because we were together for almost four years. So I've eventually got over the fact that you abandoned <laughs> me, but mm. it's fine. And I passed you on to somebody that's great too. Yes, this is very true. Adam's yeah. been great. Yes. Yeah. Um, but during the day, I am a family lawyer. That's how I spend my time. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Lily the lawyer. Yeah, Lily That's the me. lawyer. So those of you that have been listeners for a while, you'll probably, or you might know that I had a um, an instance where I needed a lawyer and Lily was um, the lawyer that represented me. So when I had that stalker that was, I guess the good word, the best word for it is harassing me. Yeah. I don't like to say stalking because it wasn't like... Like, it wasn't like... Borderline. (laughs) (laughs) Define stalking. Yeah, Yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, Yeah, hmm. well, it kind of was. So, yeah, so if it wasn't for Lily, um, I mean, I don't know what what would have happened, but Lily definitely helped shut it down (laughs) real quick. Well, maybe not real quick, but definitely helped shut it down. Yeah, so thank you so much. Yeah, and the, the reason why Jess and I wanted to bring her onto the podcast was... First of all, what you do, I think, is so important. You know, family law is so important. There's so many different parts to it that I think people don't really know about. Um, But also, like, firstly, if we talk about my experience, when I, so when this guy was harassing me in the gym and online, you know, through different social media and email and all that, I didn't think of going to see a lawyer like that like to me that wasn't bad enough to go and do something about it so it was just in a session like I think it happened on a Tuesday or something and then I used to train you on a Wednesday mm-hmm. and I remember um, just telling you the story like I was like oh my goodness like the crazy craziest thing happened yesterday and you were like 
well, that's not that's not all good. Like, the, I, you know, I can help you with that if you want. I remember you know? that because I remember you were kind of telling me like, oh, you, yeah, you'll never guess. But I could see that you were kind of panicking. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was like, no, this isn't okay. We need to do something about this. Yeah. So I was really pleased that we could get it sorted quite quickly yeah, for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You were so helpful and so kind. Also, the other thing that it... Because obviously I didn't realise that it was like enough to go see a lawyer but do you want to tell us a little bit about that like because what you said to me is you don't have to be um what, what did you say you don't have to think that you're going to die and to have to go see a lawyer you know you were like it doesn't have to get that bad like things can get done way before that yeah mm. absolutely I mean I so I don't often do harassment work like like that <laughs> but what I do is similar so yeah when you told me what was going on with you, I said, well, I can definitely help with this. Um, but I mostly, if I'm dealing with that kind of behaviour, it's normally family violence that I'm dealing with, so it's in yeah. family relationships. Um, there's, yeah, it can be really difficult for people to take a step and talk to someone mm. uh, in the first instance, let alone a lawyer, mm. and you're not the only one who doesn't think to go to a lawyer first. Um even if you're moderately concerned, I would always say go and talk to someone. But if it is ongoing, if it's relentless, if you just don't see any way of it stopping, mm. then absolutely yeah. talk to a lawyer because there are things that you can do. And thankfully, the way that our legislation is worded with this kind of behaviour, quite a it's not the only factor, but how the behaviour is perceived by the victim gets focus. So it doesn't that's matter. So if, well, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, that's really good. Because yeah. a lot of people can say, oh, I didn't mean to make you feel like that. Mm. Yeah. So what? It does, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's really important how, so for you, it's important how you perceived that behaviour. If you were feeling threatened and unsafe, then then that's harassing behaviour. Yeah. Um, it's the same for people who are experiencing family violence as well. Mm. If you're feeling threatened and unsafe, then then that's what needs to be focused on. So the focus is more on how the victim feels. Mm. Yes. So that's where how you actually yeah. feel how you really perceive, matters. How you've perceived the behaviour. Yeah. 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 That's really important. So in terms of the work that you do, so you said you, you would mostly work with family violence. Probably not at the moment. So there's, 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 <laughs> Tell us there's a sort of like an umbrella of family law. Um, and there's, oh, there's a lot of things that can come within that. I mainly deal with um, property, relationship property. And there's, again, sort of two sides to that. There's one side that's more, uh, people know them as a, a prenup. Um, yes, mm. <laughs> that's, the, that's the American kind of term. We call Is them it? we call oh. them contracting out agreements. They're different, but it's the same thing. Contracting out agreements. Yes. So if you break up, what happens to the property? Yes. Mm. Yep. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's called a contracting out agreement because you're basically contracting out of what the legislation says should happen. Yeah. That's why it's called that. Um, the other side of that is a separation. So I deal with that too. Um, I deal with parenting issues um, so if following on from a separation if people can't decide what's going to happen with their kids um, they come and talk to me mm. um, and then also family violence as yeah. well yeah. yeah so the three kind of go together sometimes mm. you get situations where there's 
all three it follows on yeah so it can be a very overwhelming process for people if those three things are all happening at the same time yeah Um, oh my goodness yeah i bet it can be really tricky how long have you been doing family law family law i started doing that uh when I joined my current firm, so that was uh, May 2020. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it since then. Before then, I hadn't done any family law, so I kind of just so what dove law, right into it. What law were you doing before that? I was doing, um, sort of, we call it private client, but um, the easiest way to explain it is anything that your mum and dad might go to a lawyer for. So ah. um, conveyancing, buying and selling houses, um, some wills, some trusts, a whole broad range mm. of things, yeah, yeah. which was great. It was a great place to start mm. um, your career, but eventually you want to get to a point where you are specialising yeah. in something. And um, I I never saw myself becoming a corporate lawyer or anything like that because I like dealing with people mm. and I like helping with problems that affect everyday people you know not everyone's needing to go and talk to a lawyer about buying and selling businesses or shares yeah, or anything yeah. there's, there's obviously the market for that and there are lawyers that help with that um, but when you think about family law and we're dealing with separations and children and violence that can be really prevalent which is unfortunate um, but for those people that is their entire world it's, mm. it's their family it's yeah. their children that's arguably one of the most important things going on in their life. The stakes are very high. Very high. And so the emotions are very high. Yes. How was that when you first started working in family law? Because Mm. um, was that a big adjustment for you? And when you kind of are studying to be a lawyer and things like that, is that something that you get prepared for? Uh, No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, uh, You actually, you don't get a lot of um, training on the actual practicalities of being a lawyer. You learn the law Mm -hmm. and the theory, um, but you kind of just have to pick things up as you go. Um, I think I would have struggled more if I'd gone straight into family law Mm. because that, it would have been really overwhelming. I had a couple of years under my belt before I started. So that probably helped because I, I knew how to be a lawyer. I knew yeah. I knew the basics. Um, so I could sort of manage myself. But starting out in family law, it was eye-opening. Um, and I did have to learn quite quickly um, how to manage people's emotions because mm. um, you're dealing with, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't even want to think about how many files I'm working on at the moment. But you've got so many people calling you up during the day about this and that and this and that. And they're and quite they're quite heavy things too. They can be absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, luckily, I I work with the most amazing team, um, and my my bosses are amazing at checking in with me, making sure that um, I'm doing okay. There's sort mm-hmm. of a two prong: Are you okay with work? Are you okay? you and we yeah. we always make sure to take time to check in with each other um, and we also um, are a really great sounding board for each other too if we've got files or clients that we're struggling with um, because of the emotions involved we can talk to each other um, and they've been amazing mentors for me to observe and learn from about how to deal with those situations so I wouldn't say that I'm um, 
you know, killing it now. It's, it's, it's always a learning experience and you always get situations where you kind of step back and go, I've never dealt with that before. Mm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, each time you learn something new, um, you're better equipped to deal with it next time. I would say also, like, the you know, the family law that you deal with, you, it does require the lawyer to be caring and empathetic, which you really, really are, which in one hand is really important, but then the other would be really hard because you are really empathetic and I think it would, I don't want to speak on your behalf, but it would be hard to not think about it yeah. outside of work to hours. not take it home yeah. Yeah. Not take how it home. do you not take it home that's one of the hardest <laughs> things to learn because family lawyers this is just a generalisation um, but we, w- we wouldn't be able to do our job if we didn't care so you're yeah. the nice lawyers <laughs> so the lawyer your, jokes your words are, not mine which your, are not nice <laughs> I'm just, listen, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> What's the stereotype? Um, You've heard. I mean, I've heard the jokes about lawyers. Oh, yeah. Um, it's right. So, you know, it sounds like you're the you're the nice one. Oh, there Lily is, there is so nice. There are stereotypes out there about, you know, what lawyers are supposed to be like. I don't think I'm like that. No. You <laughs> seem lovely. Oh, She's thanks. so lovely. Um, but we're, yeah, we're dealing with real human emotions on a daily basis. So um, it can be difficult to not be an emotional sponge and just soak Mm. it all up. Um, And going home, yep, you can be absolutely knackered. Not because you're necessarily dealing with highly complex issues every day, but you're dealing with highly emotional people. Mm. So um, the attitude that... um, I tend to take is that if it gets to five o'clock, so we're 8.30 to five is our working hours. Yeah. So if it gets to five o'clock and there is, I don't have anything really urgent going on. I don't have to stay late and do something. I like to prioritize making sure I can go home. And I go home and I um, <laughs> I say I don't look at my emails. <laughs> yeah, you do. I do, yeah. Um, I try not. Do you um, have them on your phone? I do, but yeah. that's because um, I'm often away from my desk because I'm going to court or I'm going yeah. to mediations. Or um, I may check my emails, but I, I try not to actually do work at home. Um, and then just prioritising sort of self-care and spending time doing things that fill my cup up. Mm-hmm. Because if... If we're dealing with these issues all the time and our cup just keeps getting emptier and emptier and emptier and we're not filling it back up, we're not going to be going to work the next day fully energised, ready yeah. to go to help other people. Yeah. So we have to look after ourselves so we can look after other people. And that's easier said than done. Um, mm. And it's definitely something that we are working on in the legal profession is um, work-life balance and well-being. Because that's the stereotype of the culture yes. of yeah. law. And um, I don't know how much of that comes from kind of uh, what you would see in American sort of TV and movies oh, yeah. and things like that. But, you know, that sort of 80-hour, um, you know, like, oh, I only worked 80 hours this week, that kind of, um, that sort of burn yourself out for the sake of your career seems to have been part of the culture. Yeah, uh, definitely. There's definitely that culture out there. And there are some um, some firms, like the, the big firms, where there just seems to be that expectation mm. already there. Um, but 
the the law society has really been working hard on addressing lawyer wellbeing. Mm. Um, particularly, there's been um, some studies done for family lawyers and also criminal lawyers as well um, on how we're going. Yeah. You know, what could we be doing better? All that sort of stuff. And last year, I was part of a course that was there was a session once a month for the whole year, basically, that was hosted by um, a psychologist, and that was focusing on well-being and mm. strategies that we can do uh, use as young lawyers to look after ourselves. And it kind of focused on burnout and um, just sort of the main pillars of well-being, which it was great. And you know, it's things that you've heard before, but getting yeah. a group of young lawyers in the room who don't necessarily know it at the time, but find out later, we're all going through the same thing. Mm. And so I opened that dialogue and we had great conversations. Like, about, I'm burnt out too. Oh my God, me <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, well, what was there was an exercise that we did um, where we were talking about um, just thoughts that we have at the office sometimes about, you know, if things go wrong or, you know, a client's not happy with us and how it makes us feel things like that um, we wrote them down on a piece of paper and then they got put up on a whiteboard and there was so many common answers yeah um, not all positive obviously um, but to see that in front of you just visually that we are actually all feeling the same we're all going through the same thing it doesn't matter what area of law we're in we're all going through the same thing um, that was a bonding experience, I think, mm. is the, the yeah. best way to explain it. So now that gives me perspective when I'm dealing with other lawyers as well, that they might send me an email that doesn't come across that well, <laughs> but I take a step back and go, okay, no, you know, they may be having a rough day or they may have other things going yeah, on. And yeah. so, you know, you just learn to be um, a bit more patient and tolerant because that's what you'd expect in yeah. return if that was something that you were going through. So. One thing I've always um, said to you, and I think I, I feel like I've said it to you before as well about Lily before you two even knew each other because this is the first day you've. Is this the first day you've? Oh, met I've her? seen Lily in the yes. gym. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. in the yeah. gym. I don't think we've chatted like, that much, but no, well, definitely, yeah. 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 Um, is the fact that you're you're so consistent with... <laughs> she knows what I'm going to say. I do. <laughs> she's really consistent with the gym, right? So she's in the sense that she does it for her mental health. Yeah. You know, so every single morning um, you're silly doing her workout and there's so much structure, which is so good for your head, though, because yeah. you know, like, on Monday you do this... And then you, you use the gym and exercise as mental health. Yeah. But sometimes, <laughs> to your detriment, so like for, so while I was training Lily, she told me I shouldn't mind me sharing <laughs> Do you not mind me? It's fine. It's you can fine. back out. Okay. <laughs> you can back out. We can delete data. Um, so like for a while, for example, so she's so like routine driven to the point where she'll go even if she's sick, but she I don't think she realised how sick she was. Was at the time, really? like, <laughs> but I remember, like, but you know, when I trained you and you yes. were not well, we always took a chill, and I understood that yeah. this was for your for your mental health, mm. and this is what this is part of your day, and it needs to be we done. Can, we can order. laugh about it now. We can laugh about it now, but she was so sick for months. <laughs> I just like to point out as well. I never used to be that person that would go to the gym so religiously, because if. 
if people listen to this who know me, <laughs> then they will know that too. It was basically yeah. after I started seeing you that I became Yeah, I do remember that was something consistent. you wanted to work on, was like it consistency. Was, but it was, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we can tick that off for you, Lily. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I, I, I just didn't enjoy the gym. I didn't see it as... Um, I, I used to do exercise, but it wasn't at the gym. It was mm. doing netball or tennis or dancing or things like that, but I got injured. Um yeah. Quite badly. Yeah. Um, I ruptured my Achilles twice mm. on the same Not once, but leg. twice. Playing netball? Uh, what, first time I was playing netball. Yeah. Uh, second time I was... Um, uh, <laughs> what were you doing? I was, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was with a, a few friends and I was kind of dancing a little bit. Um, but but anyway. it wasn't even intense dancing. No, like, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. Was, yeah. it was, no, yeah. it wasn't it was at all. Really it definitely shouldn't have done that, but it did. Um but it was after that that I started going more consistently because, you know, in that situation, you just want to feel like you can do something. Yeah. Mm. But then all of a sudden I started realising that when I was going to the gym in the morning, it was great because the first thing I was thinking about when I woke up wasn't work. Mm. It was thinking, oh, my God, I have to go to the gym. <laughs> and <laughs> rolling out of bed and thinking about, okay, what am I going to do at the gym? And then thinking, I might, who am I going to see? And then... Um, what I'm going to have for breakfast after the gym and all that kind of stuff. And then eventually there was a couple of times when I didn't go to the gym before work and I really noticed the difference. Yeah, I felt more on edge. I felt a bit more stressed, a bit more anxious. And so now I'm better at taking a rest when I need to. <laughs> um, but No, I know, I know you are. Yeah. You're so good at... Um, Make like doing things like much more low intensity when when you can feel your body. It's yeah, to much do better that. at listening. It's to just my for body a while well. you didn't realise that. No. Like I, I genuinely don't think she realised she was that sick. So hold know? on, how did so what happened? So you did this for months. You trained while you were sick. Well, I don't and think it was then months. was Nat like no, 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 no. Um, no, I, it wasn't. It wasn't months. Um, I, months. I had a cold, and it just didn't really get any better. And then it went to my throat. We joked that it was COVID. It wasn't. It wasn't. I just want to emphasise that <laughs> it wasn't COVID. Because for a while I was starting a rumor. No, I wasn't. I was like, it's got COVID. It's um, coming. <laughs> but it turned out I had bronchitis. Oh yes, um, right. So. You know, went to the doctor and had my medication, and I was I was and fine. And then she was better. Yeah. yeah, but I think it was also cause I'm really bad at taking sick leave from work as well mm. because I, one thing with family law is I just feel like I need to be there mm. just in case um, mm. you know things things don't go to plan, um, and I kind of push through, and um, that's not always the best the best thing to do, um, and that's something that I definitely need to get better at. but um, So that just kind of translated over into the gym. Yeah. No, I'll be it fine. Sounds, I'll be it fine. sounds like you've got... Um, it sounds like you've got a really good relationship with movement now. Yes, I do. Which is... Um, uh, you find it really, really helpful for your mm. well-being and your mental health to the point where you notice that when you don't do it in the morning, you feel more anxious. Mm -hmm. So the benefits are it's really, really good for my well-being and that now when you're not feeling so good, you just kind of moderate, um, yeah. you know, kind of what you're doing so you do it a little bit more low intensity and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of, that's where we all want to be really, I think, with movement and it. Yeah, you've had um, it. Mm. Yeah, and I think what's hard is that um, for a lot of people, uh, they'll get like a good routine going and then they get sick and they feel like they've fallen off the wagon. 
they find it hard to kind of get back into it and all of that. So um, it sounds like you've, you know, you've got a good kind of uh, understanding of what works for well, you that's, now. Yeah, that, and that's what I meant by I've, I've always felt like, because I've trained many lawyers. I don't know what why, what it is, but yeah, I've yeah, had yeah, more she, lawyers yeah. than any other profession. And I've always thought of you as the one that's just so aware of your well-being and your mental health. And I just felt, no, but it's true, like in terms of like not comparing you with um, other people as such, but I just, you know, it is such a stressful job Mm. and especially, especially yours. And to the point where I was like, wow, Lily, like really, she she just really knows how to look after herself. Like it's not like I, I never had to um, help you with the consistency thing. You know, like, yes, I saw you every week, but you and we had like a, maybe like a workout plan for the week. But th- like that was all you, you know, because you, you knew what was good for you. And, you know. Yeah. Oh, look, <laughs> I've, I've, I'm definitely not... Um, Perfect. With, with the, I really do prioritise um, well-being. Um, but the reason why I prioritise it is because I've been in the situation where I'm not. And so I know where I can get to if I'm yeah. not looking after it. And um, it's not good. Um, mm. And I don't like being in that space. And so it it comes with time. It's not something where you can just sort of flip the switch and mm. I'm prioritising well-being <laughs> yeah. and everything mm. is fine. <laughs> it, I have it my shit together. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. go that way. And you've got to find what works for you. I mean, some I didn't think, I was never the person where I was going to say, yep, I go to the gym for my mental the health gym it's amazing. Gal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but now I do. Monday to Friday, I'm always there. Um, but that's it works for me. Everyone's going to have something different. Mm. Um, and the more consistent you become the more you will notice if you skip it. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just building up the routine that works for you. So on the topic of looking after your well-being and mm-hmm. self-care, what else, if you don't mind sharing, because this could be tips and tricks for someone oh, yeah. listening, <laughs> what works for you? Because like we've said, it's very personal. Like for yeah. me, reality TV is very important. And that's cool. That's, that's my thing. I think also like the reason why we're asking as well is because I would say people would think that lawyers have got all of their shit together in all parts of their life all the time. And it's kind of like when we had your psychologist on, mm. it was so refreshing for people mm. to hear that, no, actually, she she does have moments where um, she might need help herself, you mm. know? So, yeah. Definitely. Um, we don't have it all together. <laughs> um, I'm not speaking for other people, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, there's a few things that I do, um, and you're right, it is very personalised. Um, I mean, as I said, my team at work is great, um, and I actually find that for me, spending time with my team outside of work um, really helps, because mm. we do that and we don't talk about work, we just mm. hang out as friends. Wow, that's so good. Yeah, so like, is it a role or do you just uh, not? It's, uh, it's not a it's not a set rule. It's just kind of the vibe. Mm. <laughs> that's that's what I would mm. say. But you know, we we like go out for lunch mm. and yeah. spend time together and not talk about work. And that mm. kind of helps with our relationships in the office mm. as well. Um, outside of work, what do I do? Um, I one of my things I love going and getting my nails done. Yeah, um, yeah. I have yeah. An, I have an amazing nail tech who I've been yep. seeing almost as long as I was <laughs> seeing you. Um, Listen, it takes a village. Oh, she, <laughs> going to see her. 
Um, it's so much more than getting my nails done. Um, mm. I love going and just, I talk to her for about two hours and we just talk about that is anything so and everything sweet. and we sing One Direction and it's amazing. <laughs> you sing together. We, we do. It's, it's a karaoke <laughs> session and a nail session all in one. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Sometimes I'll go get massage. I have an amazing um, masseuse that I go and see sometimes. I'll talk to a therapist sometimes if I need, or a counsellor if I need to because it can be good to talk to someone who doesn't know anyone else in your life. You know, they're completely yeah. independent. Yeah. Do you mind me asking, is that something that is provided by your workplace or that's something that you sort out? Um, I've done both. Okay. Um, but the my office provides um, the EAP mm-hmm. um, services, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've gone various avenues before. Um, but it's really valuable, whether therapist, counsellor, um, psychologist, psychiatrist, any of them is, mm. are great. Um, and then I, I guess I just do other things that, um, yeah, I just, I was talking about filling up your cup before. I'm really lucky. I know it's not the same for everyone, but I have an amazing relationship with my family. Mm. Yeah, um, family so, so cool. I spend so much time with them and I love it. <laughs> like we do family dinners and we hang out on the weekend. I live with my brother. Um, and so I, I just love spending time with them because that just kind of, um, brings me back to reality, I guess, is the way to explain it. Um, and then at the other end of the spectrum, um, which is, this is almost like a guilty pleasure, but it's not guilty because I am not ashamed at all. <laughs> um, I I really love watching, do you know Bluey? No. It's a kids TV show? Um, no. Okay. Bluey is, <laughs> Bluey is a kids TV show. It's, a, it's Australian. It's about a family of dogs. Um, <laughs> I think I do know it's, I haven't watched it, but I've seen it. Pop seven, up, so. It's all over my TikTok. <laughs> my brother introduced me to it. There's seven minute episodes mm, on wow. TVNZ on sure. demand for anyone who wants to watch it. <laughs> um, it's it's got so much adult humour in it, but it's so oh. wholesome. And I I put a few episodes on when I get home, and I just That's I can just so feel the stress levels go down. Aww. That is so cute. And there's a whole community out there on the <laughs> internet who feel exactly the same. So I highly recommend. <laughs> I love that, but I also think it's quite a nice reminder for people because we've all grown up with those movies, or yeah. you know, yeah. that just made us feel really yep. good. And sometimes it's Comfort nice to films. yeah, just to check back in with that and just. Um, yeah, just be comforted uh, through. I think that's mm-hmm. yeah, cartoons, adorable. Yeah, there's a colleague that I work with who we were sharing an office for a little bit, and there was a day when we were both so stressed, mm. <laughs> and it got to lunchtime, and I turned around and I asked him if he knew um, what Bluey was, <laughs> and he said yes. We watched an episode of Bluey during <laughs> lunch. Work, yeah, that. we did during our lunch break, and um, that's so it just, cute. It just kind of is a bit of a reset. So. Um, Thank you so much for these tips. I think those will be very... No, but they will be helpful. And you never know, you might start your own Bluey community in Christchurch. Hit me up with the Bluey names, honestly. And start up like a Facebook group or something. (laughs) Um, But in terms of what you do, I think it would be so... Because I've, like, the conversations we've had, while, like, you know, 30 minutes every week, we cover a lot of stuff for four years. For four years, yeah. yeah. Um, But in terms of what you do, like, with the prenup stuff I think that kind of stuff is really interesting and also um, a little bit daunting especially because it's so hard to know like people kind of think you know well as soon as I speak to a lawyer I'm going to be charged 
two thousand dollars. You know, like, mm. do you, can you give yeah. us some like really basic stuff yeah. that would be helpful to, for people to just kind of understand what to expect with the process yeah. and what they for can pre- do for a, for a prenup. Yeah, and why or, would someone yeah. go ahead with that? Mm, okay. And why would you not? Yeah, okay. Mm. Oh, big questions. Um, <laughs> so the whole point, uh, I'm going to call it contracting out agreement just because that's, that's, fine. that's yep. what we call them. But um, the whole point of that is um, most commonly if you're in a relationship where you've been living together for more than three years or you're married, um, then... There are certain property rights that you become entitled to, um, and that's in each other's property. And it's quite broad. It can be a lot of things. Um, But if you want to have your own agreement about what is going to happen if you do separate, uh, then you can write it down um, in one of these agreements. Um, But the law is quite prescriptive on how you put one of these agreements together. Right. And getting comprehensive legal advice uh, is one of those requirements, and it's very strict. So um, it's not just a case of whipping it up, going in, and the lawyer witnesses your signature. Mm. There's a lot more involved um, in that. So most of the time, a really common example is um, you might have been together for a few years. Um, Don't have to be um, together for more than three years. You can do it whenever you want, but you might be buying a house together and, you know, Jack's putting in X amount of money, Jill's putting in X amount of money. So you might want to say, okay, well, in a worst case scenario, if we do break up, um, Jack gets his money back, Jill gets her money back and we split the rest. Mm. Yeah. Um, That wouldn't automatically be the case (laughs) under the law. So that's why it's important to do an agreement. Um, Under the law, it would just be 50-50? If, on a very basic term. Yeah, um, if if you are one of those qualifying relationships okay, where you've yeah. been together, living together for more than three years or yeah. you're married, yeah. Um, so that's why it's quite good to enter the agreement before you get to that stage. Mm. Um, that's why it's pre-nuptial, mm. pre-marriage. Mm. Um, so you can have an agreement that's as detailed as you'd like. You can have lots of different kinds of arrangements so long as... Practically, it can work. Um, and I like to explain it to people is think about it like an insurance policy. Don't think about it like a precursor to you breaking up because that's not a fun conversation <laughs> to have with your partner when you get home. Well, that's the thing, mm. though. Like, that, those conversations can be quite awkward, they right? Can. Like, have you, had, have you witnessed like that kind of awkward tension between yes. the two maybe oh. somebody doesn't want it and, and the other Not, does well I wouldn't be meeting with both people at the same time because okay. you've got to have two lawyers from two different firms but I've oh so the the couple has to have yes a lawyer each yes I see that's something I didn't know did you yeah. know oh. so completely it makes sense I don't think yeah. I knew that it but it makes sense, sense. Yeah. yeah so you've got to go two different lawyers two different law firms um I haven't so I, I haven't seen it in person but I've had clients tell me that the conversation hasn't gone well or they've told me I'm really nervous to have this conversation oh. with my partner. So um, wait, so they'll have the conversation with you before oh, they have it with your yeah. partner? Sometimes, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's important to have that conversation uh, between yourselves mm. rather than, I just, I think, um, before yeah. getting a letter from I the agree. lawyer saying, here's a contracting out agreement for you to look at. Mm. Um, that's all. Yeah, but that makes it more. Yeah, so look, it's never going to be easy, but I think 
framing it like an insurance policy is better because, you know, you've got your furniture in your house. You want to make sure that in case something happens to it, Mm. you know, you're looked after. It's the same thing. And also contracting out agreements can deal with some other stuff too. Like um, sometimes it can deal with what happens in the event one of you dies before the other. Mm. It's not, it doesn't doesn't supersede a will, Mm. but some arrangements can be put in there um, for that kind of stuff too. Interesting. Um, so when, if you are going to be seeing a lawyer for something like that, there are things that you can do to make the process easier. Um, you can come to that meeting as prepared as possible. And what that means is we need to know what the assets are. So if you can come with, with a some... List. A list. <laughs> I mean, if you're that organised, or a spreadsheet, even, <laughs> if, you're, if you're really organised. Um, but... Just coming prepared, knowing, okay, this is this is what we've got and this is what we've talked about. Ideally, you've had that conversation before you <laughs> come in. Um, lawyers will then just give you information to start off with, okay? This is what's going on for you. This is what the law says. This is what we can make work. Give you some ideas or some options um, and then put an agreement together. Um, in terms of how much it costs... That's hard. That would depend. It does depend, yeah. Yeah. So um, sometimes lawyers can give a fee estimate, and that's probably one of the situations where you might be able to get a fee estimate. But most of the time, um, lawyers charge on an hourly basis, um, and they will tell you what their hourly charge-out rate is before they start the work, and you get a letter of engagement that sets out all that kind of stuff. How long is that process, roughly, or does that really depend? Would it be like this could take years or this could take just a couple weeks or months? Uh, Yeah, it really really depends on the situation. I mean, if it's like the situation I was explaining before where it's Jack and Jill and it's quite a simple They've come with the list. Role. So they're properly, they've come with yep. the list. Yep. And um, they've already talked be- before. Mm. They've talked to yeah, you. Yeah, they're both on board <laughs> yeah. with the prenup. Yeah. yeah. And if they both know what's going on, then yeah. Um, so that might be a bit more straightforward. Um, but then you might have um, Bill and Ben and they, they have got a big asset pool. And so we, and they might have children or, you know, they, they, it might be a second relationship and there's children from a previous relationship or there can be, or there's a trust. If there are trusts or companies involved, then it just, it's layer on layer Mm. on layer. So you've kind of got to unpack it and there's quite a bit more work involved. So, um, it's, it's hard to give a time frame. And also, I mean, family lawyers, uh, quite busy as well Well, so there are are times when you know we may suddenly I may need to urgently attend court for someone who um, has approached me for a family violence thing yeah and so that's when I have to stop and go yeah um so lawyers will always communicate as best as they can about time frames but um it's it's quite a team effort to get those things across the line yeah yeah wow um, do I, I do actually. I have, a, I have a lot of questions, but the one that comes to mind right now for some reason is divorce. Oh, yes. Mm. Do you often see harmonious uncoupling? I like that phrase, harmonious <laughs> uncoupling. I think yeah. I'm going to use that. You're welcome. Um, didn't Gwyneth Paltrow refer to that? Conscious uncoupling. Oh. uncoupling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Um, Look, it happens. It Mm -hmm. does. Great when it does happen. Mm. Um, What can happen as well is people say initially it's it's amicable, 
Mm. But then um, information comes out of the woodwork and that kind of spirals it in the other direction. It's you do your best to keep it amicable. Um, And look, I mean, my attitude to it as a lawyer, I'm not speaking on behalf of all family lawyers, but me personally, especially when it's a family and it's a Mm. separation, it's not my job to destroy any semblance of a remaining relationship Mm. that's there because especially if there's kids, Mm. they still need to be able to parent those kids. I don't want to make it worse. Mm. Um, So I want to make sure we work together to get a good outcome so you can mm. go forward and live your life. Because you'll be representing one of those parties, Correct. right? So this kind of, um, maybe what we've seen, again, I'm referring to kind of film and stuff because <laughs> that's my only point of reference, is this sort of lawyer that represents their clients and is like, we're going to take the president yeah. they've got. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of, you're yeah. like, that is not what I'm here for. Yeah, it can be a misconception. I do sometimes have people come and talk to me as though that is the system. Um, um, and you have to say, no, it's not. Um, mm. We're not like the movies or TV, you know, we're mm. not going to court suits. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that always happens on suits. They, they start something and yep. they're in court tomorrow and it's done. Yeah, yeah, um, it's that quick. That doesn't happen. <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> um, yeah, and so we don't find the loophole that, you know, means you get everything and mm. the other person gets nothing. There's not one piece of paper you slam down no. and say, oh, really? There's the have, you done, have you ever done the slamming down of the piece of paper? Do people hire Do private to? investigators? Oh. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. I've... Um, <laughs> That's a thing? Uh, well, they're, they're a thing. Yeah. Um, I've never been involved in a situation, a separation where that's happened. Um, but I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. I've heard a story, but I can't say it, but I'll tell you later. (laughs) Okay, good. Well, because I love this, not I love, but this is something I've heard, which is kind of like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, is that you don't really know someone until you divorce them. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, it can start as being quite friendly, right? Yeah. But then, like you say, things come out of the woodwork. But even, like, I think also as people deal with things... I think mm-hmm. that's where tension rises, and it's like I didn't realize that she was going to try and get half of this yeah. or half of that. Like we always, when we were together, she always said, she, "You know what I mean?" Like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, and and I think that's where for the lawyers as well, um, it sort of becomes a people managing task mm-hmm. too because you're dealing with sensitive issues, income, money, assets not easy things to talk about and people are also upset because they've just separated from their partner Hmm. Um, so it depends how quickly they've come and talked to the lawyer did did you break up on Saturday Um, or did you break up you know six months ago Hmm. Um, where are you at with the emotional side of things you know what can make things difficult is one partner is still hasn't um, processed the breakup the other one has and so, but take me back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that must be so hard. Is yeah. when it's not your decision for the relationship to end. Yeah, uh, that must like and it, like that's a lot to deal with as a lawyer. All it, of the emotions around that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's a lot. What what I want to know is for you as a as a as a individual, but you're also a lawyer, right? What other things that you would do? Mm if you were in a relationship, so like before you get married, will you get, 
when you oh, get... Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> that's a great question. Oh, um, would I get like, a contracting yeah. out agreement? Yeah. Mm. Um, look, I think... <laughs> sorry to put you on the spot there. Like, what are the things, not just that, but are there other things that you would get for yourself? Because um, you've seen, I guess, I've seen this, it go wrong. Yeah, yeah this is this is the thing, yeah. right? Is that you you've seen, you know, kind of at the end point when yeah. it hasn't worked out, which is very realistic. I don't mm. know what our divorce rates are in New Zealand. I, I also wouldn't know the statistic off the top of my head, but it's a lot High more enough. common. I think than I googled think. it when we yeah. met the other day, and I forgot it. It was like forty something, but that's not probably not a reliable source. So don't 40 take forty something percent. Yeah. The, other, percent. Yeah, the other thing to bear in mind is that um, not as many people get married anymore. Yeah, as well, exactly. Because yeah. the the law that applies to married couples is the same for people yeah. who are de facto. Yeah. So. Um, Well, I'm certainly not in a position where I have anything to protect at this point, but <laughs> I, I know what happens on both sides. So, um, yeah, if, if one was getting put in front of me, so long as it was fair. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Then, but yeah. would you go and seek out, so say if you, you've got your house and you're in this relationship, would you go and get one? You'd have to get your own lawyer, I suppose, because I you would. can't represent yourself. No, I can't. Yeah. I can't give myself independent legal <laughs> advice. Sign it up. Formally, tunally. Sorry. Even laugh. Um, yeah, I mean, we obviously have um, more knowledge than the average person when it comes to that sort of stuff. So you're more aware of things that might pop up. Um, but you would navigate it the same way as any other person would in that situation. So you're not like, I'm definitely, like, as soon as I, I am made up in a relationship <laughs> after a year, I'm This is a conversation a date number two. <laughs> would you... Red flag, green flag. <laughs> which, honestly, as I think, potentially when Greg brought it up to me, was kind of, was quite early on. And I was yeah. kind of was like, that? yeah, yeah, sounds, sounds and fine. And were you all good? Yeah, sounds fine. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm pretty easygoing. But um, I think the big question is... Are you put off marriage? Oh, that oh. is a question. <laughs> And it would be okay if you were because, you know, it's sort of like I have a friend who is a radiologist, right? And sometimes doctors can kind of be like this too. They see the worst case scenarios. Mm. So, you know, for my friend with her kids, she's like, you know, sort of paranoid that if they go on the trampoline, they're going to really hurt themselves and things because they see the worst of it. Yeah. You see the worst of what happens when marriages don't go well. Mm. So it would be okay if it put you <laughs> off. Um, I don't think, I wouldn't say it's put me off marriage um, because I think that uh, marriage means different things to different people. Mm. Um, some people get into marriage for the wrong reasons. Um, but you don't have to be married for it to go wrong. Mm. Um, This is true. Yeah. So I, I have quite strong views about um, marriage and relationships. Some of that is because of my job and some mm. of it isn't because of my job. Um, I... Um, I, I try and not let what I see in my job affect my personal beliefs on things. Mm, that's Because so good. you've got to have a boundary between that's um, that's work, mm. Lily, and this is me. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't absorb that kind of 
Because mm, it could end up making you quite cynical of relationships. Uh, yeah, it could. It absolutely <laughs> If you could. let it, you know? Yeah, like it, yeah it could. Um, and yeah, you're right, we do see sort of the worst of the worst. Um, but again, you've got control over your own life, your own beliefs, um, the people you surround yourself with. Um, so you've just got to have that strong sense of self mm. and then um, just, yeah, don't let it get infected, mm. I think is the way that I would think about it. Infected. Infected, you know. That's a good word for it. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's what, like what I was saying before about it's hard to not be that emotional sponge and soak it up. Yeah, just gotta, yeah. Boundaries. Yeah, boundaries. It's boundaries. Yeah. yeah. But it's hard to talk about boundaries in this kind of work because if you, if there's a sort of common saying with lawyers that that's my client's problem, it's not my problem. Mm. But if you say that, it makes it sound like a, you don't care. Mm. And that's that's not true. No, mm. no, because you Cause do we, care. We do care, but, but um, I'm not taking that on personally. I'm taking it on as my in my capacity as a as a lawyer. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I will do whatever I can to help you with that because that is as my job. As a lawyer. As a but lawyer. not as like a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously you get on with you get on with your clients and, you know, yeah. um, you build really good relationships with them because sometimes you are with them a lot and spending a lot of time with them. Um, but you are working with them as a team on with, with their problems. I don't let it affect um, I try to not let it affect me. It's easier said than done. But um, Another question I've got is, you know, we've discussed that get, uh, getting a lawyer can get quite expensive. Mm. Is there is there any kind of, like, free legal advice people can get from somewhere or anything like that? Yeah, there are, there are so many resources out there that you can explore before you go to a lawyer. Um, the, the main thing to emphasise is um, whoever you can talk to as soon as possible, just go with that option if, okay. if there's that urgency. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, so first of all, we have a legal aid system. Um, if you are looking at um, a situation where you might need to go to court, if it's an issue that could go to court, which normally would be separation or children or um, violence, then um, if you earn under a certain... Um, amount of money. There's different thresholds for different situations, but you may be eligible for legal aid. Um, and there's information about that on the Ministry of Justice website. Yeah. Um, second of all, there's Community Law Canterbury. They're amazing. There's a whole group of, um, there's lawyers and volunteers um, there that they have drop-in sessions. They can provide really helpful information. Um, they're an amazing resource. They've got a great website too, um, which provides, it's not advice, it's information about various things, um, which can be a helpful starting point. Um, and then there's other community groups, obviously, that can provide other kinds of support, maybe not legal support, but um, yeah, other types of support like uh, Women's Refuge or mm. the Salvation Army or other community or church groups as well have lots of programs and um, things available. So there's, there's so many avenues that you can um, go down, um, but sometimes it is necessary to take that step and go to a lawyer first. Mm. It's just what you feel is appropriate for you in the in the circumstances. Mm. I have a, a question about, um, so thinking about sort of um, uh, violence, made me think about uh, abuse, but more like emotional abuse. Mm. Where are we at with coercive control in New Zealand? Oh, yeah. Big question. Big question. <laughs> so is it... Like, is it is coercive control 
illegal. That's my layman's, <laughs> that's my layman's kind of like uh, question because yeah. I don't know anything about law. <laughs> so we've got the Fam- uh, Family Violence Act is the legislation that deals with all of that. Um, and it defines family violence in there as um, various types of abuse. Um, so there's physical abuse, um, there's emotional, psychological abuse. Um, you can also um, prove financial abuse. Um, so coercive control certainly comes under psychological abuse. Um, and so if you can provide, it's the, the key is providing evidence of it and that is so hard but that is where it that's where it links in with um the court needs to look at the perception of the behavior by the victim Mm. um and also um if it's a pattern Mm. as well if there's been a pattern of behavior there's been a number of times where this has happened it happened again and you know um and to um to file proceedings in court for that kind of thing, um, you know, you're swearing an affidavit, so you're saying that that what the information you're giving the court is true and correct to the best of your knowledge and belief. So the court should be able to rely on that. Um, but it is so hard for people to talk about. Mm. You know, even talking with clients and asking them to tell me what's happened, um, it's really hard. You know, to watch people have to talk about it and also have to go through the court system and constantly talk about it mm. over and over. It's, it's, yeah. it's awful. See, that, mm. yes, that's the hard mm-hmm. part is when you go through something traumatic is having to say it over and over mm-hmm. and over and relive it every single time. Yeah. It's mm. really hard, but it's necessary for something to get done about it. Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, and so for, for people who, it, it may be their only option to go to court um, and that's the kind of discussion that you do have with a lawyer is if yeah. it is your only option um, and what that's going to look like. You obviously have the choice. If you don't want to do that, you don't have to do that. Lawyers don't tell you what to do. We tell you um, what the law says and what your options are and what the pros and cons are. And obviously there can be quite a few cons involved with going to court, but if it if it means that you might be able to get out of a situation mm. that's um, dangerous or mm. unsafe then it may be worth going through it. Um, but it certainly can take um, some time. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. really difficult. Like, for example, with my situation, you gave me those options, that mm. that was something that we could um, go through, and you kind of told me like what it would be like if we did go through it. And it was kind of like, well, we'll see what this... Thing, what happens and if it stops then I've got no other option in my mind mm. I believe I don't have any other option mm. but we kind of just did the first initial step mm. and it stopped since oh, I mm. think there was one email or something but there was a mm. yeah so it stopped since yeah thankfully yeah. thankfully yeah. Yes. thanks Lily <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I like what you did there yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like there's so much more to discuss would you agree yes <laughs> so many questions still so many questions I like that we covered also about your well-being and what you do because I think that's really important because we see lawyers as like I say like they, like they've got everything together which I'm sure mm. a lot of superhuman superhuman yeah yeah, yeah. Same for like doctors and psychologists. So mm. I think it's really important to to get that. But maybe we'll do a part two one day if you're keen, because there's so many things that 
um, I think, and maybe people will have questions we never know. Oh, look, I was honoured to be asked the first time. So if you, if you want me to come back, I'd love to. Billy, you're great. Quick and shout out great. to your dad, too. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for following us. Thanks for following us, <laughs> Lily's dad. <laughs> What's his name? Oh, Reese. Yeah, shout out to Reese. Shout out to Reese. Okay, we better we better wrap up. Thank you so much for listening. Um, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Babes Listen. And this is Lily Kane. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Bye.